We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 216-578-0092. We'll get to the rest of your calls, but we also are going to go to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, and we bring in Steve Hellwagon of 24-7 Sports and Bucknuts.com. Thanks for joining me this morning, Steve. Hey, what's going on? Hey, I'm doing I'm doing so well. You know, one of my last callers asked me a question, and, and I thought it would be good to just bring it up to you. Uh, he he kind of talked about you know the the kid from Ohio State, uh, the guy who who is is you know is transferred and is is making a boatload of money, uh, you know, sitting you know out as as a backup quarterback and, and, and making that money. And we we talked about name and image likeness uh, with with you and I for a, a couple of times. And one of the questions the fan uh, you know the listener had was, you know, given the. Uh, Given the atmosphere, given what's happening now, do you believe that it will make the transfer portal um, really be something that is actually, uh, you know, actually expanded to a point? The transfer portal was already quick. Guys are, you know, not willing to sit around. But now when you have people that can just, if you can play and you can be able to market yourself, it seems like you should be able to make a decent amount of money at any school Playing time is the most important thing to actually get that ball rolling. Do you think the name, image, and likeness will, will you know, with C.J. Stroud and him being the quarterback now, do you think that it will speed up people trying to transfer to other schools if they can go out and, and make a, a decent income? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to factor in the thinking for some kids. Uh, you know, you take a look at Ohio State. They've got four very good quarterbacks right now on scholarship, and three of them were national top 50 guys. And that's C.J. Stroud, who's the starter right now. And then Kyle McCord, who was a year behind him in school. He's a true freshman right now. He was top 50 in the 2021 class. And then the number one overall prospect for 2022 is Quinn Ewers. And because he was unable to take uh, name, image, and likeness money as a high school senior in Texas, he was like, well, heck. He called up Ohio State and said, I'm coming next week. And so he graduated from high school and uh, left and came up to Ohio State in the middle of preseason camp and allegedly, supposedly, assigned some type of a, you know, a, a big money deal uh, with some autograph company or something. And so, you know, he's already being monetized, it sounds like, and he's not even really in the running for playing time and probably won't be for another few weeks at Ohio State till he gets the playbook down so you know um i look at it and i say it's a great thing for the kids i was at an event last week the local uh car dealership uh provided some sponsorship for six of the players and they'll have access to the vehicle of their choice uh through the end of the season and we had guys taking trucks and suvs and a camaro you know and different things like that you know one guy drove a kia and, wow. and, you know, whatever is functional for each guy and a great sponsorship deal for them to be ambassadors of that company and do some uh, some personal appearances at dealerships and meet fans and those kind of things. And I think it's a win-win for everybody. So, 
Wow. You know, the time has come that uh, the athletes are able to embrace it. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm just an interested observer sitting here watching it all kind of unfold. Man, you know what, Steve? Thank, you know, thanks for, for breaking that down and just giving us that tidbit. Because I'm, I've always been a fan of, of, of giving guys an opportunity to grow up and be responsible. Think about this. There's a lot of kids who get in trouble. There's a lot of kids who go around doing certain things. And you always tell, tell them, think about things before you do it. Don't go out there and be I- impulsive. Now that guys see the fruits of their labor, now that guys are saying, I just got a, a, a specific endorsement deal with this car lot, they're going to think twice about saying, all right, well, do I want to go out here and, and get a DUI? Do I really want to go out here and be in a bar fight? No, because they actually have something to lose. I'm not trying to lose what I got. And I think it gives kids an opportunity to learn how to be mature as they grow up by giving them something. It's almost like giving a kid an allowance, learning how to spend that money, learning how to budget your money. And so I think it's really good for the sport and the kids and everybody overall. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that it, that it, that is a, a positive that comes out of it. And I think uh, Ohio State has been on the forefront of educating its athletes of, you know, you are your brand. You are your own little company, you know, whether you incorporate or not, you know, is your own personal business. But uh, you are your brand, and you need to represent yourself and the university in the highest uh, manner possible to protect that brand and protect your earning potential and keep open some opportunities for yourself that, you know, they've never been there before for student-athletes, and you want to take full advantage of it and with whatever makes the most sense, whatever represents you the best, best way. So, you know, it's a two-way street. There's got to be value for the, uh, the companies that get involved with athletes, and at the same time, it's got to be worth the while of the athletes to uh, take time out of their schedule. They're still students as well. So there's a lot going on for these kids, but uh, I think, you know, in a little bit here and there, I think it's great. and gives the kids, you know, opportunity to learn some of these lessons at a young age. You know, Steve, let's get to to the people that are on the field. Uh, Ohio State, um, I thought it was a good, uh, I thought it was a good test for Ohio State uh, the other night against Minnesota. Uh, You start off playing a a conference opponent, uh, a strong running team, a good coach team. Uh, on the road, uh, of course, Ohio State, you know, di- didn't look as polished as they would like to. But at the end of the day, it's all about getting that victory and coming out unscathed to see, you know, that first week to the second week to get that improvement from your running backs, uh, you know, especially C.J. Stroud. How did you think the Buckeyes looked specifically um, with the quarterback, the young guy, C.J. Stroud against Minnesota? Yeah, there's a lot there to unpack, certainly, and that was quite a game, 45-31. to 31, They beat Minnesota. I don't think people thought it was going to be maybe that high scoring, but what we saw, I guess, on the offensive side of the ball is that they're just going to continue to attack people, and Stroud did not play particularly well in the first half of that game, but he came out in the second half and was 5 of 8 for 239 yards, and four of his five completions were touchdowns, so he averaged almost 50 yards of completion in the second half, and they just took the top off the Minnesota defense. And so that was the positive, I think, is that he got through a rough first half where it was kind of spitting rain, and then in the second half where it was actually drizzling and actually raining, you know, you would say that he's playing in the rain. This is not a, not a I mean, it wasn't a driving rain or anything like that, but it was a steady rain. 
and he played, you know, his best football. And obviously, it's a small sample size, but uh, he he played very well. And they put him in positions to succeed. Uh, those receivers, it's pretty easy to to throw it out there when you've got Garrett Wilson getting ten yards of separation from his uh, wide from his safety. And uh, the little screen pass to Travion Henderson, he lofted it over the, the end rusher. Henderson caught it and uh, turned it upfield 70 yards, picked up some great blocks on the perimeter. People don't talk about that. They don't think about wide receivers blocking downfield. But it was Jackson Smith, the Jigba, and uh, Chris Olave, and the tight end Jeremy Ruckert selling out on their blocks that really sprung Travion Henderson. So offensively, I would give them – you know, the first half was a C, the second half was an A or an A minus, and didn't even really mention the running back. Uh, Mayan Williams got the start, and midway through the first quarter, he rips off a 71-yard touchdown run and and uh, beat the safety to the edge and turned the corner and was gone down the sideline. And uh, he's obviously much improved over what we saw last year. So he and Henderson look like they're going to form quite a tandem, and it'll be Master Teague who will be kind of taking the back seat it seems like for right now, running back for the Buckeyes. But I'd, I'd give them overall a B plus, if not A minus for the game. On defense, what you had, and I think it's completely understandable, you've got veterans up front, and people were waiting, okay, when are they going to make their impact? And then third quarter they did with uh, Zach Harrison stripping the quarterback and Haskell Garrett picking it up and returning it for a touchdown, defensive touchdown, very demoralizing for Minnesota. I mean, they got it down to seven points after that, but they were never really in it uh, after that point. Uh, and, and I think everybody knew what the result was going to be after that point. But the back seven, Garrett, is a complete reboot for Ohio State. The only guy back that played last year right now is the safety, Josh Proctor. And he got injured in this game, and uh, I think he's going to be okay to play against Oregon, but, but we'll wait and see. The other six starters were all new players, and in fact, some guys who've never played it down at college football before. So when you put it in those terms, in that context, what we saw with missed tackles and blown coverages and, and getting sucked inside on the run play, the long run play that Ibrahim had, and kind of not, not, not fitting up very good against the run and, and just you know giving up some big plays, I think it had penalties. They had a couple pass interference penalties, and, and uh, Dallas Gant uh, had the roughing the passer penalty also as well. So, uh, you know, a lot of mistakes that crept in there from a first game, and I'm interested to see uh, what, what it looks like from game one to game two because they have got obviously a lot of things they can teach off of that game and, uh, you know, there's only one way to go after that game. You gave up over 400 yards offense. 31 points, I think, uh, you know, you've got to play much better if they expect to be a championship contender down the stretch. And when you move and in, in, in moving on to this next game, uh, Steve, you know, this is this is a marquee game. This is one of those games where, you know, when you get the schedule out, you know, you look at it three, four years down the line. And, you know, me being a guy who played in college, guys look forward to these type matchups. Uh, you know, the, the, the out-of-conference big-name games, the games you don't see. Uh, some of the games that we, we get an opportunity uh, to see with Ohio State, we go back to the USC's back in the day, uh, you know, doing that home-and-home home with USC. Uh, we get to see uh, James Laurinaitis bust out against Texas uh, after Texas, you know, kind of came to 
uh, you, you know, the, the horseshoe with Vince Young. These are the prime time games that we like to see. And I, I love to watch this Oregon game. When you look at this game, wh- wh- what does it come down to in terms of what, what, are they, what are they looking to improve? What does Oregon do well? And, and what are some things Ohio State needs to be worried about uh, in, in terms of how they look to be uh, a team that's getting better from week one to week two? Yeah, I think the first thing I think about is Oregon is going to be in action today. They play at 2 o'clock Eastern time on Pac-12 Network against Fresno State. Fresno State is a team that opened last week with a win against Connecticut. I think it was 45 to nothing or something was the score. And so uh, you talk about Oregon's kind of got their hands full today with Fresno State, a team that that could be a contender in the Mountain West going into Oregon. And I think that's going to illustrate to Ohio State and to everybody just exactly what kind of team Oregon is. If they go in and take care of business, then, yeah, I think you've got to be very concerned. But if they come in and have some struggles and different things, then then you say, okay, you know, this is not, uh, you know, going to be necessarily a top-five team coming in here, and yet, you know, they're coming coast-to-coast. It's going to be a tough uh, travel for them. Game will be at noon Eastern time next week on Fox. And, again, a Pac-12 team playing at basically 9 a.m. Pacific time on their body clock, that, that can be kind of rough on them as well. Uh, they've got an outstanding defensive end, Kayvon Thibodeau. You'll have to watch out for him if you get to see him today or next week. He is an outstanding defensive end, and for him to go against Ohio State's offensive tackles, Nicholas Petit-Ferrer and Dewan Jones, the big 360-pounder who made his starting uh, assignment last, this past week, uh, he had actually started a game last year when there were some guys down with COVID, but uh, became a full-time starter uh, this season. And so uh, he's going to be tested by this All-American Dividendo next week. Uh, they have a new quarterback at Oregon. A lot of unknowns, really. And so I'm interested. I This is crazy. I have Spectrum, and uh, I did not have Pac-12 Network, so I needed to upgrade. I put down the extra 10 bucks to get the upgrade just so I could scout <laughs> Oregon. Get your scouting week. together. <laughs> Yeah, that that it, that I'll probably cancel it until such time that they play a Pac-12 team in a playoff or something. <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> you don't need to. Be, you don't need it. You don't need it like that. Be 20, 2028, maybe. <laughs> you know? So, but at any rate, uh, I'm going to try and sit down and really study Oregon today because there's a lot of unknowns there. Uh, I think Mario Cristobal, the coach, you know, he's putting together a good program out there, and then uh, they won their division last year. They got beat in the championship game by USC uh, got upset uh, in the, in the championship game. So, uh, or no, rather I've got it backwards. They upset USC in the championship game. They won the PAC 12 and then they lost, I believe to Iowa state in their bowl game. So uh, a quality team, no doubt. And uh, you know, again, next week, first time fans at Ohio stadium uh, since the uh, end of the 2019 season, also the 20th anniversary of nine 11 is next Saturday. So there's going to be a lot going on in conjunction with that game next week. Uh, really quick before we, we, we let you get out of here, Steve, I'm looking at a good game from last week. Um, you know, I, I said it earlier, Nebraska has just, man, four straight losing seasons. I, I can't help but figure out, I can't help but think that the Big Ten thought they were getting something different. Um, you know, the conference needs either Michigan or, or Nebraska or Wisconsin to be one of the, the, the bell cows uh, that, that kind of propelled them and pushed the conference. What are your thoughts on, on the way uh, Nebraska's looked in their loss to, to uh, Illinois last week? 
Yeah, that was not a good showing, obviously, uh, for uh, Nebraska. And, uh, you know, they came out and really on the road at Illinois with Brett Bielema coming back to college football as the coach at Illinois. And I had a feeling that Illinois was going to play them tough. I, I think I picked Nebraska still to win the game just because I figured with Martinez at quarterback and, and different things that they would take care of business. But they, they obviously failed miserably to do that. They fielded a punt at the goal line. And then the returner tried to throw the ball out of the end zone, was flagged for a safety. And right before halftime, it's a 9-9 to game. And in the final minute, Nebraska can't figure out if they're going to try and score or just run the timeout. Well, they didn't do either. They threw a pick-six interception, and Illinois takes it back. And now they've got all the momentum going the second half at 16-9. to And they went on and tacked another touchdown on, and Nebraska just couldn't, couldn't come back from that. So... You know, I mean, it did get tight at the end. I think both teams scored a, a, another touchdown or two. But, uh, again, very disappointing for Nebraska. And I think that this is a team that some people thought could be a sleeper team in the West, and they've already given away a game against Illinois, which was, you know, the bottom feeder in the division last year and a coaching change, Lovey Smith to Brett Bielema. You know, now Illinois thinking, hey, if we just win the games we're supposed to win, and maybe steal one or two here or there, we're going to a bowl game potentially. And now Nebraska's thinking, doggone, you know, we, we thought we had a good chance to contend in the West, get to a bowl game. Now they've probably got to steal one somewhere just to get to a bowl game. So, you know, it, it's amazing how every game counts. And it, it, if you're trying to build a program, I mean, we've got some great games today, Penn State, Wisconsin, Iowa, Indiana. Those are games, crossover games in the Big Ten that could have impact on the standings. And, of course, Alabama versus Miami and, and Clemson and Georgia tonight. I mean, we've got a, a full day of college football. And I mentioned that Oregon-Fresno game. Uh, you know, there's five or six games right there I'll be keeping close tabs on. Steve, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again next week. I appreciate you coming on on the Barbershop with me today. All right, Gary. Take care. Thank you so much. Steve Hellwagon on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.